Living Seed Media brings to you God's Word, which is His comprehensive equipment for changing lives. May the Lord impact your heart as you encounter His Word. For further inquiry or counsel, contact Peace House, P.O. Box 971, Boko, Benue State, Nigeria. Telephone number 0703 036 to lay a foundation on our spirit, what is the grace of God? What does the grace of God do? Before we begin to now settle down in the course of this meeting to look at how to advance, because the word to grow in grace means to advance in the grace of God, to develop in the grace of God, to work stronger and stronger and greater in the grace of God. Those are the kind of issues that God will be confronting us with. But tonight, we are going to venture to try to study together what is grace. What is the grace of God? And what does the grace of God do? What does the grace of God accomplish? How does a man step into God's grace? How does he move in the grace? How does he advance in the grace of God? Hallelujah. I would like us to pick two scriptures together tonight. They are the only two scriptures we might be able to study. Several other scriptures may come along with it. But I would like us to look at these two scriptures together. Let us take our scriptures to the book of John chapter 1. The book of John and chapter 1. I would like us to read from verse 14. Very quickly to verse 18. John chapter 1. From verse 14, quickly to verse 18. And then, we are going to look at Titus. Just to complement our study on the matter of grace. Titus and chapter 2. We are going to look at that from verse, from verse 11 down quickly to verse 14. But we begin with John chapter 1 from verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bear witness of him and cried, saying, this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, 
for it was before me. And of the fullness of all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Let's stop there. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Let's go quickly to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now tonight, our main focus is to try to understand what is the grace of God and what does the grace of God do. And each time we talk about grace, and you remember that each time we want to conclude a prayer, we say, let us do what? Share the grace. We are so familiar with the grace so much that there was no time we concluded a meeting without saying the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with you from now and evermore. It was something that the church elders, they so regarded that they never departed from the sanctuary or from any congregational meeting without sharing the grace, without invoking the grace of God upon their lives, upon their ways, upon their endeavors. The grace of God is so much known and yet so much unknown in the midst of God's people. And if God is going to demand that we should grow in grace, we just first of all must have a clear understanding of what it is that God is asking us to grow in. Because when you go back onto the book of Second Peter chapter 3, after he said perilous times should come and all of this, and that the world in which we are in now is being reserved, you know, unto fire, in the concluding comment, of this, uh, of the second Peter chapter 3, the Bible says, But you grow in the grace of God and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As if, and it is very correct, that for any man to survive the end time challenges, for any man to be able to face what is going to happen 
in the years to come. That person must not only know the grace of God, he must keep advancing in that grace. He must keep developing in that grace. He must keep maximizing what that grace supplies. And I see one of the critical things that God must equip us with in order to be able to prevail in the warfare that is coming on our lives, especially at the end time, will be the grace of God. And yet, a vague knowledge about grace will not allow us, will not help us to be able to actualize what God is intending for us to have when He releases the grace to us. Hallelujah. You remember what Hebrews chapter 4 also says. He said, therefore, let us come boldly to where? To the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in times of need. So again we can see that there is something about grace that a man can deliberately go to the presence of God to receive in order to help his life in the time of need. When God was about to destroy the world in the days of Noah, one of the critical comments that you will find in the book of Genesis chapter 6, the Bible said, God regretted that he made man. And God decided that he was going to wipe out every living creature. But when you come to verse 8 of that chapter, the Bible said, But Noah found grace in the sight of God. It will appear as if grace is what, is what someone could envelope his life with. And no matter how terrible the condition of his environment, no matter how terrible people are falling left or right, thousands are collapsing here, tens of thousands are falling on this other side, grace will prevail on God to preserve a man in whom he has found grace. Praise the Lord. So we then need to look at the grace of God from its rudimentary meaning. And then we can build and look at the grace of God in its applications. And try to find out the grace of God working in our lives in order to accomplish the plans and the purposes of God even for us. Now again, on a general note, you again discover that almost everywhere we talk about grace, there is a big contrast. They always bring, what is that? The law. Each time we are talking about the grace, the next contrast to the grace is the law. Which means, if we are not going to dwell under the law, the only alternative for us is to dwell where? Under the grace of God. If no man shall be saved by the works of the law, according to Galatians chapter 2 verse 16, it says that we know that no man is justified before God because of law. It is by grace that we are saved. And that not of our works, lest any man should do what? Should boast. So we find a lot that the word of God has to say to us about grace. 
that we need now to sit down and find out what exactly is the grace of God. What can we define as the grace of God? Such that when we begin now to study, how do I grow in grace? How do I advance in the grace of God? How do I maximize the grace of God for my life? Either as a Christian who just wants to be a Christian, or a brother who just wants to serve God, and wants to fulfill the purpose and the call of God on your life as a leader. How do I maximize the grace of God in order for me to accomplish the plans and the purposes of God for my life? These are the issues that we are trusting that the Spirit of God will be introducing to us in the course of this meeting. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But I would like us to begin by looking at the book of John that we have read very closely. And then the book of Titus, we are going to tie them together as we go ahead now. Now when you look at John chapter 1, The book of John chapter 1 begins by introducing us to an angle of grace, which will now lead us to try to look for a very simple definition that several of us could pick and make use of as we develop in the course of this conference. In verse 14, we are discovering the said, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Full of grace and truth. Now here we found the word of God introducing to us the Lord Jesus Christ, who became flesh and dwelt among men. He dwelt among us he dwells in a world that is cruel. He dwells in the community of unbelievers. Even his own immediate family, his junior brothers, for the most time that he lived, they were unbelievers. They don't believe him. He lived in the midst of men that gather in the synagogue. They read Bible day and night. But yet, they never get committed to what they are reading. What they are reading never affected their lives. It has become an ordinary routine. But we found that we find Jesus, who dwelt not in an heavenly environment. Not in an environment where everything went well. The Bible actually said it would, it's like a root that was growing before God out of a dry ground. Are you understanding? But then, the Bible said, but we are beholding a glory. We behold a glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and full of what? Of truth. Now, even that has not yet shown us what grace will mean. But it looks to me as if grace is something that enters into a man's life that makes him 
to do beyond his colleagues. Praise the Lord. Are you, are, are you following me gradually? That the grace of God is a kind of divine addition or a divine input. What God puts into a man's life that distinguishes him from his colleagues and from his equals. The grace of God is something that God places in a man's life. Far, far above his natural ability to cause him to survive where others cannot survive. Praise the Lord. That grace is a kind of a divine input or a divine enablement. That God gives or imparts into a man's life that makes him to level up with all the valleys and the contours that will have swallowed him up. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you are getting me small, small. Alright, I'll come over it again. The grace of God is a divine attribute. It is something in God. Something that only God possesses. But when He wants to help a man and help him out of his predicament and help him out of his need, help him out of his problem, he releases that kind of divine attributes into his life. And that puts him on top of his problems. A situation that you will have been, you will have been sinking inside, you will have fallen completely. No matter how you try, no matter how you struggle, no matter how you determine not to want to fall, you will fall because your capacity cannot hold the weight that is coming upon you. Then when God now wants to help that kind of man and put him above what will have made him to sink, he now adds something into his life. And that something is actually external to his own ability. But you know that this is not what he tries to gather by himself. It's something that happens. I've just decided to lend or to loan to him. And suddenly, a man that would have been sinking, suddenly finds himself on top. And you say, how did you make it, my brother? He says, that is the grace of God. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Now you see, if God were to leave us to live and to struggle and to contend with the forces that confront our lives, 
Oh my God. The strongest of us, we will break down and we will have been forgotten long ago. But God, who desires that you will succeed and you will not perish, he now looks inside himself. There is nothing inside of us. Are you understanding? There is no attribute inside of us that could be used to bring such a victory. He now looks inside himself. He now looks inside his reservoir. He now says there is something that makes God always to overcome. There is something that makes God to always be on top of every situation. Says now, because I'm ready to help your life, I will give you that thing that makes me all the time God that I am. He now releases. No matter in a, um, however little quality it is, he now throws it into your life. And that's it. Operates at a level. And it begins to make you to do what like this. To rise. To rise. To rise. And people look left and right and say, what is making this man to rise like that? Where did he get that power? And when you are finally risen, and all the forces of darkness try to pull you down, but because there is something that has been handed to your life that cannot be swallowed, that cannot be submerged, that cannot be overcome, suddenly you are on top. They say, but how did he make it? And the only answer is what? The grace of God. And you see, listen carefully. God, in His infinite mercy, already knows that if He does not contribute that to our lives, we are hopeless. He knows that if He leaves us and says, go and work it out by yourself, Go and try your ability. Give yourself to all the ability of prayer you know. God knows that we will not make it. But then he looks inside himself. And I said there's something in God that makes God to always succeed. There is something in God that makes God to always overcome. There is something in God that makes him always to live above all the calamities of this world. He says, now, I will give you that thing. I will, I will add that thing to your life. And of course, you can't buy it. Because you don't even have enough resources to buy it. Hallelujah. And so, the simplest way we describe it in our local language is what? We say grace is a favor that is done to you without merit. If God was to wait for you to merit it, you will never merit it. 
you will perish. See, not meriting it. Hallelujah. Now listen. Tonight is just an introduction to where we are going. But I perceive God wanted to do something in our lives. God wants to make a contribution to your life. Something that we that when when your colleagues, when your classmates, when your age mates, when your friends, and even your enemies, when they see your life, they will marvel and say, How did it happen? This man, is he bigger than ourselves? Why is he able to do what we are unable to do, despite all our effort and our meticulous strategy? That thing, that is difficult to describe, that put a man on top, is what? Is the grace of God. Is the grace of God. It is the grace of God. When grace begins to manifest in a man's life, he is like he has been connected onto Baba's inexhaustible reservoir. He no longer expands himself. Are you getting what I'm saying now? A man that is experiencing grace, he cannot be spent. Because grace never allows you to spend yourself. Do you understand what I'm talking about? A man that is experiencing the grace of God, he can never, he will never become outdated. Because what normally wears people out, the grace comes to undertake. He lives on grace. The grace of God does works inside of his life. And you see results, and you are wondering why is he not sweating? Why is this man achieving so much and he is not sweating? And the only answer will be what? That is the grace of God. I'm sure that even if I end tonight, and I just say, let us share the grace again, you will know that it is not a joke to say the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let it rest upon me. That's what we are talking about. Grace that puts a man beyond his ability. Praise the Lord. Before I come back here, since I needed to discard grace, at least for you to have an insight into what we are talking about, so that when we gather back, when we are now looking at how do I maximize grace, then you will know that we are in for a, 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 a study in these years of meeting. That I'm trusting 
that God himself, because you know, when you come to a level where there's nothing else to do, you only wait for that grace to come. Praise the Lord. And I illustrate to you what I'm trying to say. Brother Paul, you remember Brother Paul? You remember when he was born again? Eh? You remember that several people have been born again before him? People like Peter, people like James, people like John, Bartholomew, Andrew, Philip, Nathaniel, eh? Thaddeus, Thomas. All these brothers, they have been there. And this man saw, he was a very terrible man. He ought not to be saved. Is that not so? He slaughtered so many people. He punctured pregnant women. He drove people into the bush. He was there when they stoned that holy man of God, Stephen. And he has an unlimited authority to kill, to arrest, to imprison, to molest, and to harass the people of God. And he was doing it. Such a person is worthy of death. It's worthy of destruction. It will not be given a chance. It should not be given opportunity to become anything at all. It should have been allowed to suffer his own destiny. For where? When he met the grace of God. The grace of God overlooks the violence of offense. Come sin and, and, and the grace of God comes to bargain with God. And say, God, what is this that this man has done that is paining you so much that you cannot forgive him? I will pay for it. When the grace of God comes in into the situation of a man, he blocks all the perforation of that man's life. He fills up all the depression, all the valleys of that life. And he pushes it up and says, God, can you see this grace and not pardon? That's the extent of your grace. Well, then Paul was testifying in First Corinthians 15, he said, I was a man born out of this city. I ought never to be called an apostle. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. May God grant you understanding. And the kind of understanding I'm praying the Holy Ghost will bring to you is not that kind of 
and that kind of trivial understanding with which I have met brothers. When they are going to say, by the grace of God, I will come. You know, it's good. It's good, except that it has been robbed of its power. It was a wonderful language to say, by his grace, I will be there. But unfortunately, you, are, you don't mean grace. You mean by my means, I will come. But when grace begins to come, grace of God makes a man to do what otherwise he would not have been able to do in his lifetime. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And I'm praying that each one of you, you will know the grace of God. One of the prayers I will be praying with you in this meeting is that God will teach you to know His grace. You see, when a woman has been buried and doctor says, your case is finished. Everything, every arrangement, every medical record, every analysis, every test, and they were very sincere tests, very meticulous tests, and they came and said, Madam, in fairness to you, your case is hopeless. And they closed your medical file. And they are very, very sincere. Except you want us to be using you to eat. That's nothing. When grace, eh? When Baba's grace will come. You know what grace does? Grace will discard. Are you hearing me? What will grace do? It will discard reality. It will set aside reality, physical, human reality. And say, yes, all that you have said is true and real and correct according to the ability of man. God now looks inside his reservoir. Say, but there is something that makes me God. There's something that gives me an edge over everything. Let me take part of this and add it to this life. When the grace of God comes there, those things that doctors, with all their meticulous analysis, they have said it is not necessary to visit that case anymore. Grace 
we open that fire. May grace open your fire. You see, when grace opens the fire of a man, he takes him beyond the realm of human ability and puts him in the realm of only what God can do and what God does without sweat. Suddenly, what no man is expecting, they said, how did this happen? Doctor said, sorry, we have never seen this kind of thing before. Experience midwife said, all our years, it has never happened. They said, so how did this thing take place? They said, what? The grace of God. May God help you not to live and die on your ability. You see, when you live only on your ability, the best you can be is that which your ability can produce. But when God transfers you from the realm of your ability and puts you on the pedestal of grace, then you enter into an unlimitedness. An unlimitedness that can only be attributed to God. And do you know that every one of us, that God is bringing to himself in Christ Jesus, he wanted us to live, to walk, to grow, and to be everything that we are supposed to be by his grace. Hallelujah. Listen, please. Whereas some persons may interpret grace as God's pity. Eh? Say, well, God will save us by His pity. I don't want you to stop looking at the grace of God as the pity of God. It is true that grace is released. God suspending all qualifications as if He decided to give you a bonus. But grace essentially itself is an attribute of God that puts impossibilities into the realm of something that is so easily possible. And you know what I'm praying for myself now? That I may know the grace of God. That I may not just die within the capacity of a human being. I want to be able to step beyond the pedestal of the natural man and begin to tap from the grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Are you with me? So Paul said, by his grace, I am what I am. And it's not I, but the grace of God that is you, that is at work inside of me. So grace can work. Are you the enemy? Grace can do something. I don't know. Are you with me? You see, I'm needing words tonight. I need some words that will make you understand. Naturally and in science. Energy is the ability to do work. Abi? Aha. So anybody that is working, what are we saying is doing? Is expending energy. Naturally, it is only energy that provides ability to do work. But there is something in God that, that, that produces work. And its name is not energy. What is its name? Grace. Do you understand that now? Grace. A divine ability to walk works where energy appears. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But you see why I'm bold telling you this. God has thrown an open invitation. So therefore let us come boldly. So where? To the throne, you see? That throne itself is called what? The throne of grace. What is a throne? What is a throne? A seat of power. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, come. Come to the seat of power. But the power of what? Of grace. That you may find grace that will help your life. In the time of your need. God is not excited when men have not exploited His grace. Oh my God. God is not excited when the throne at which you have operated is the throne of energy. When all that you have achieved in your life is by energy, ability to do work. God only begins to feel good when you are transferred from the throne of energy to where? To the throne of grace. Unfortunately, not many of us have yet known. Some of us have known a splash, a splash of the grace of God that brought us to salvation. 
Hallelujah. But beyond that, we have not come. Do you remember Paul? Do you remember Paul? He said he had a problem in his body. Eh? And he prayed. He prayed three times. You know what God said to him? What did God say to him? He said, My grace. Stop crying about that. I see grace, a man that is having access to grace, it was better than to have access to any other thing. Praise the Lord. The grace of God. God's divine enablement. I don't know how to put it, but I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will just speak to your heart individually tonight. Nobody can predict what the grace of God will do here today. Because we are moving from the throne of human energy. I am going to move away from the throne of human energy. I get to the throne of grace. Yes, that's where I'm going. The grace has nothing to do with uh, what will it cost. You see. Any, any, any price. It can set you any debt. It can handle any matter. It can go any extent. Because it is Baba's divine attributes that makes him do things effortlessly. It is God's attributes that makes everything easy for God. Did you hear what I said? What did I say? And He wants to release that grace. It will depend on your capacity. But even if it's a little, the little grace that a man may experience cannot be compared with the maximum energy he can expend. Brother, actually it is better to have little grace than to have what? 
maximum energy. There's a kind of heart of God to mind. At any point when I feel there's no way to talk anymore, you will follow me there, isn't it? Eh? We will go there and say bye bye. We don't even understand. But we want to come there. And we want to experience your grace over my life from this night forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, listen. The Bible says, Lord, thank you for Jesus. And we beheld him. We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Of grace and truth. You may not understand what John said they beheld in Christ Jesus. They beheld a man who is full of what? Of a divine attribute that makes things happen easily. Sometimes they just ask, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the storm, they obey him. If it were human energy that we stop storm, what shall we do? What do we normally do? We will set up a canopy. Isn't it? We will erect poles. Just imagine what the apostles were doing when they were still operating from the seat of the government of human energy. What were they doing? They were packing water. They were packing water. They were packing water. You see, it was raining and they were sweating. Can you imagine? They were sweating inside water, inside rain. And their condition was not getting better. There are some of you like that. You are sweating. You are making efforts. You are trying. But your effort is not producing anything. You are packing water. You are doing everything you know how to do. But this man, full of grace, even in the midst of storm, he was sleeping. Do you know it takes grace to sleep? Eh? <laughs> oh my God. There are some of you now that you can't sleep. Because certain things that you are confronted with, the more you want to close your eyes, that thing just starts and say, Are you sleeping? What are you sleeping on now? But you see this now. At grace to sleep where? In the midst of storm. They were operating from the seat of energy. They were throwing this, they were throwing that, 
He said, Andrew, stand there. Stand there, please. Hold this. Don't let the wind blow you down. Then he said, Philip, you stand here. But tell me, where are you? Where are you? Carry this bucket of water. No. They were moving up and down, sweating, running up and down. They don't know grace. When energy finishes, and your energy will finish. Yes. Let it finish quick. So that grace can take over in the name of Jesus. You see? It has to finish. Because grace only comes to the helpless. Grace only comes to those that are tired of themselves. When they tried everything, they didn't know what to do again. Some of them say, but where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus in our case? Andrew, who used to know where Jesus is? He said, he's sleeping. He's sleeping where? He's down there. on a pillow. So all these boo 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 bad 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 boo bad didn't wake him? Yes. Hey. Hallelujah. The reason why many things wake you and put you on the wrong. Little issues, they just bother you. It's because you are still where? On the throne of energy. With operating energy. Can you know that we perish? They came with panic. Energy in the face of storm becomes what? Panic. Energetic men, they were shivering like this. They have said something that energy cannot solve. Master says, just walk in. They say, what do you mean? How long will I be with you? Ye of little faith. I imagine why he was saying like that. And I said, look. Look, Master. It's the song. It's the song. Stop talking about faith now. It's the song. Yes. Amen. Amen. What did you do? That's a peace. He did not pack water. He did not erect anything. He did not shake anything. He didn't even shake his head. What did he simply do? Grace. 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 You know what I'm praying for you? That you also you will be a man through whom grace can operate. I imagine what Peter and the James and Thomas what they started saying. Philip must have said, and I know instead of energy that made me lose all my covenants. All the blood that was carried, everything is now in water. How I, how I wished I had gone for grace. How I wished I had gone for grace early enough in my life. 
prophet said, no, you didn't call me. I think you are trying your energy. I think you are trying your muscle. I think you are making efforts to achieve something. The grace of God. So, when John now said, Praise the Lord. John now said, We beheld his glory. Full of grace. Full of divine enablement to cause things to happen. How? Effortlessly. Easily. He said, John, bear witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is before before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness. Of all we. Who is talking there now? John. John the Baptist. All of us as you see us here. Whatever you saw us do. That all of you are marveling. It is from his own full stock. That we have done what? That we have received. What did we receive? Grace. Upon 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 grace. You see, the way this man was saying, we have received grace upon grace upon grace. You know, it gives me an impression of a reservoir of grace. That you can never exhaust. When you take now, as you go, you say, Are you back again? Do you need more? Say, Yes, Lord, more grace. So I take more. You go again, so I take another. John the Baptist said, Look, what I am doing, that all of you are marvelous, that has brought major generals from the town into the wilderness to come and be baptized in River Jordan and Dirty Jordan. What is that? It was grace. But where did I get it? From his own soul. Pastor, how I pray that this Sunday will do something to you. It will take you to let us go and touch grace. When grace comes upon your life and comes upon your message and comes upon your ministry, all that you have done all these years, it will become, in fact, it will appear as nothing compared with what grace will do in one month. May God grant us understanding. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that grace, I see God is saying, I want you to have grace. Do you know what he had? He pursued that grace. Eh? What did he do? 
in passing to that grave. Into who? The Lord Jesus. The Bible said, What did we have when Moses came? Said the law came by Moses. Moses was a great man of God. The day he was coming down from the mountain with the law, what was happening? The mountain was on fire. Everybody was quaking. While he was coming with the law. Very glorious law. But you know the problem? This law only shows you what you are supposed to do. The law says, this is what you are supposed to do. Go and look for your energy to do it. And as you try with all the human energy you know, when you are putting all your ability and you have done your best, the law will still just come and appear before you and say, and you have not touched it. You better try again. The law, very strong, but it does not contribute anything to your life in order to make you to be able to meet God's standard. But we thank God for Jesus. He did not come to us with what? With the law. You know what he came with? He came with grace and truth. He said, this is the truth. This is what God wants. This is the standard. But I know you, that your energy, your ability, can never meet up that standard. But on the other hand, this is grace. This is what we put you at that level that you are looking for. Amen. Amen. The grace has come to us by Christ Jesus, along with the truth. So, how will I conclude this meeting tonight? We can only conclude it where? Where? At the throne of grace. We will go there. That's where to go. And you see, the meeting is just starting. But I don't know. God is too much interested in infusing your life with something of Himself that puts God on top of everything. He wants to infuse your life. He wants to inject you with a divine ability that will take you from where you are today and put you where you are belonging to be and beyond that. As the first business that grace always does whenever he comes. 
now said. Let's turn to Titus. Titus chapter 2. Thank you, Father, this night that we will know your grace. Titus chapter 2. Who will be kind enough to read Titus for us? The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. You didn't finish that scripture? Who will read it for us from New International Version? Oh, hallelujah. Grace is beginning to come down now. Yes, 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 yes. I, I know what God will do. So, sister, let's get our sister to read. Yes? Now, look, what does the grace of God bring? It brings salvation. Listen to me, please. When grace comes, it brings along with it what? Salvation. What is salvation? Deliverance. Deliverance from sin. Deliverance from the devil. And deliverance from the world. Grace normally comes with it. When grace comes into your life now, do you know what I'm telling you? Sin that has been sitting on your neck, grace comes and says, look, you have been cheating this man because he has no ability to overcome you. Now, you will no longer have dominion over him because he is no more under the law, but under what? Grace. So what will grace do now? Grace will just come under you like this. Come under you like this and throw you, throw you, throw you. All the sinful habits that sat on your neck before they say, hey, what's happening to this man? Where did he get this energy? Where did he get this ability? What is making him to rise up? Who is moving him to rise up? Then the sin and the demons, they say, let's sit on him more. Let's sit on him more. Then they will try to sit down and put their muscle on your neck. But grace says, for where? For where? For where? Once grace comes underneath a man, he can never sink anymore. So you see, grace, it will come under you. It will put its hand under you. And because nothing, nothing, there is no weight that grace cannot bear. That's what I'm talking to you about. There is no weight that what? That is beyond the ability of grace. There is no heaviness. There is no depression. That grace cannot sort out. So when grace comes, it comes under you like this and carries you. And carries you. Sin will look and say, Something has come. Something unconquerable. Something indepressible. Something that we cannot pull down has come on this man. <laughs> Hallelujah. When grace comes to a drunkard, he himself will not know how the power of alcohol just breaks. That's grace. 
We are not talking about you being saved. Small, 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 small. According to your ability and your energy. <laughs> if God were to allow you to be saved by the working of your ability, uh, eternity will have come and gone. You will still be struggling. You won't be saved. You cannot be saved. But when grace comes, grace transports you from the realm where you are and say, I have come to lift him up. Drunkenness will break. Fornication will break. Automatic. I hear some of you say, I don't know. I keep praying about this. It will not leave me. It will not leave me. It will not leave me. It will leave you. The reason is because a divine enablement that grace brings. It will come, dismantle all the chains on your neck and pull you up. It is grace that lifts up a man. There are many of you that are under tonight. But grace will pull you up in a new said, the grace of God that does what place that brings salvation. It brings salvation. If anybody says ah, he has received grace, and that grace came empty-handed, it is not gracious. Eh? Grace can never come to a man's life empty-handed. What does it come with place? It brings salvation. Many times when people say, eh, we are saved by grace. And they are living in sin. I say, no, you have not met grace. How could grace come and he has still left you there? It was not grace you met. You met something else. Tonight, I cannot imagine you coming to the throne of grace and going out as a sinner. Will you say that the grace of God is unable, is not sufficient to carry you out of that depression of sin? Abba, don't say that. Don't let anybody hear it. Sister, go ahead now. Say, for the grace of God that brings salvation. Yes? Uh-uh. Go back. We want to see how it has appeared. Yes? That brings salvation has appeared to how many people, please? My prayer is that it will appear to you also. Please, don't, it must appear to you because you see, when that scripture says it has appeared to all men, you ought never to be graceless. That's the truth. You ought never, in fact, refuse anything less than grace. Say the grace has appeared to all men. What will block my own eyes? Not to see grace that has come to carry me from where I am. Knowing somebody is drowning, eh? And they want to rescue me. Sometimes they throw something like a balloon. Abi, under him. And they just tell me, don't struggle again. 
just rest on that balloon. Since the balloon can never sink, you will never sink anymore. The angle of our meeting tonight is such that since the man who was full of grace had been released and he came to give us grace and grace has appeared to all men, grace must appear to you as well. Grace will settle your cases in the name of Jesus. That's what we are going tonight. I want you to move away from the throne of energy. Eh? Move over onto the throne of grace. Grace will lift you out of your predicaments in the name of Jesus. Now, sister, go on. He said, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Yes? Hallelujah. You see, grace. Grace, grace is a teacher. The grace of God. He teaches you, He whispers to you. Every ungodliness that is coming, grace, right from inside you, is not from external. It's not that there's one pastor that is saying, don't commit it. No, no, no. Grace, a divine. Huh? Inside of you is say, say no. What you could never say no to before, grace says, say no. Nothing will come out of it. Eh? Grace says, say no to ungodliness. Nothing will come out of it. To worldly passion. To careless living, to loose living. So when grace has appeared to a man's life, grace makes him victorious. Grace puts him on top of world or the world passion. Grace places him on top of ungodliness. Grace makes him to face all the fornicators that he used to move with. Is there no more? Listen, now you be this by what power? Are you doing this kind of work? Eh? It's the grace of God that is at work where inside of you. Listen. Since grace has appeared to all men, eh? if you know the meaning of that, it's as if they are saying, there is a lift eh? that has been made available. And they are only asking you, step on this lift, it will carry you anywhere. Why do you go about climbing staircases? Eh? You want to climb a, a very big story building of about uh, maybe 10 stories. They put staircases. Have it? In case you want that. But then there is a lift. You just do like this. And you wait. And the thing comes, opens. When you enter, say, where do you want me to carry you? Say, level 10. 
you punch them. The thing closes the door by itself. And it carries you. In one minute, you are where you are going. And you press and say, open. The thing opens. You say, I will wait for you until you are ready again. Eh? If you want to go again, just, just press me. I will come up. You now see lift. And it has appeared not for some exclusive brothers. Not for some people, but for all men. You now bypass lift. You are now struggling to climb with very steep staircases. All these places is paining you. You climb, you turn to say, Oh God, God said, don't call me. Don't call me. Now you want to kill yourself, don't call me. Grace has appeared to all men. How can you be, how can you be under when grace has come? How can you continue to be a sinner when the grace of God that brings salvation and divine enablement to be on top of sin when it has appeared and not to some few brothers to all men? How can you continue to be under when the lift, the divine lift of the Almighty God has come and said, come on me, I'll carry you up. How can you go out of this meeting tonight? A sinner? A backslider? Oppressed? Harassed? And confused? How can you live here tonight? Just going with those x-rays. Those endless x-rays you've been going about with. They can say, there's another man who will take it for you this way. And you've been running everywhere. Won't you come away from those, those thrones of energy? And come to the throne of grace. And as you obtain mercy, you will find grace to help you in your needs. And you know something about grace? It is inexhaustible. It is what? Inexhaustible. It is grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. There are some of you that have got first level grace. Eh? And it is not as if God will say, So you collected grace the other time, what are you coming here for again? <laughs> you say, Lord, thank you, I took grace. But I need grace on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, upon grace. Upon grace, upon grace, upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. Don't you think we can stop here tonight? And that grace has appeared. You are going to step onto the throne of grace here tonight. 
is there are diverse matters that I perceive your energies have been expended upon and the matters are still standing on your face. Abi, I'll close that chapter. Come along with me to the throne of grace. At the throne of grace, speaking of English, speaking of Hebrew, speaking of Aramaic, or French, or big grammar, is not important. It is not what? Important. Even if when you get to grace, the throne of grace, you don't know how to speak big English. All you need to do is say, you say, what are you looking for? Grace. That's all right. Yeah. And in case you get there, and you put your hand on the pocket, and you say, what are you here for? You say, I came to deliver a paper. You say, but we don't need papers here. Some of you, when we are praying now, you start delivering a long paper because you are an academic professor. That's it. Yes, Lord, Lord. According to... You tell so many stories. Those that are looking for grace, they will meet you there and they will leave you there. <laughs> Hallelujah. They will have gone on the lift and returned to where they are going. Why you are still struggling to climb? And unfortunately, the, the, the two staircases, they are too, they are too steep. As you take one leg, your, your leg will slip again. And you roll back to the, to, back, to, 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 to the floor, to the ground level, before you stand up again. The other man has been lifted, 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 lifted by grace. May the Lord help you not to ignore grace. May you not allow the grace of God to come to you in vain. Amen. That's what the word of God says tonight. The grace of God. The divine input that God puts into a man that lifts him above his predicament. And that grace is here now. And that grace has been passed into this man, Jesus. As many have come to him, the first thing he gives them is what? Grace and truth. Stand up, let's pray together. Father, this night, if it was the law, as powerful as the law is, it has no power to save. The law only comes to show us how sinful we are. But it is the grace of our God in Christ Jesus that gives us the divine ability to live above sin. Lord, we stand together with these men and women lifting up their right hand 
No grace has appeared to all men. It is painful that these things stay under, under the oppression of the power of sin. And tonight, Lord, you can see the cry of their hearts individually. Sin has embarrassed some of us so much. Some of us have lost our integrity because of that sinful habit. Some have entered into serious conflict because of that thing they went and did. But here, here we have come. Say, come unto me, all ye that labor and every lady, and I will give you rest. Say, for we have no high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. So let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Lord, have mercy on us tonight. Those things that we did and we tried to explain away, we tried to cover up. Those things that were done in secret, we were so clever to put perfume on it so that nobody will know. Tonight we have decided to expose it. Pleading for your mercy. We have come to the throne of grace for pleading for mercy. Have mercy tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. You will yet open our eyes. How do we maximize the grace of God? There are ministers among us here tonight, Lord, who are crying that grace will take them from this dungeon cause them to experience grace tonight. Let grace take them from this level of limitations in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We humble our hearts before you that all you are doing quietly in our midst, every glory will be yours. You will always increase. Why we continue to decrease. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray.